right. Hi, listeners. This is Trish Lambert, co-host of Riddles in the Dark Digest and also Riddles in the Dark. Riddles in the Dark Digest is the second most awesome Tolkien podcast in the world, second only to the Riddles in the Dark main podcast. Well, that's Dave does. But... I don't know about that. I think we rock. <laughs> you think we rock? I think we get, we could give Riddles in the Dark main episodes a run for their money, right? I think so. And that lovely voice you hear is my co-host, Laura Burkholz. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Good. Well, good. And I've, I've got a little hobbit in the background, so if you hear little noises, that's a little hobbit. You know, there we go. There he is. And that's great. As people know that I have a Radagast household. So, you know, dogs may bark and birds may screech and whatever. And and then you've got, you know, you've got And your bunnies may pull sleds. Bunnies may pull sleds. And hedgehogs may keel over. <laughs> You know, did I tell you that I, I got a, I, I adopted a dog about a month ago or so, and he's a really beautiful black medium, uh, I mean, a standard schnauzer. And I was thinking about changing his name. And, of course, I was going down, you know, sort of Tolkien ideas and some of them. But I really was tempted to call him Sebastian, but I thought, no, nah. I decided oh. to against it. He knows his name, so I'm going to keep his name. Yeah. It's not yeah. his name, but it's okay. <laughs> So... Let's see. So we're, we're going to do riddle. We're going to talk about episode 2.02 today, which had to do with Thryan. And I'm going to keep calling him Thryan, even though they call him Thrain in the movie. Um, but we were reminded by our grid master, Ben Van Berkham, that we did not give our own answers for the conundrum. I said to him, I, we, I was so proud of the fact that we came up with the conundrum. <laughs> It's like, hey, we came up with a conundrum. You want us to answer it too? We were so excited that we just forgot all about answering it. And your choice for the title of the episode cracked me up. Flogging a dog. <laughs> I love it. You have the very dry black sense of humor. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, so we're going to answer the conundrum now. Conundrum now. So will Bayorn take part in the Battle of Dol Guldur? What do you think? Yes or no? I think yes. I think ah. yes. You know why? Because Bayorn is awesome, and I think the more screen time we have for Bayorn, the better. And I'm hoping the filmmakers yeah. will think the same way. Don't leave out the merchandising aspect, too. That's you right. know, the more screen for Bayorn, the more Bayorn type stuff they can sell. You know, a Bayorn, I'm dying to see the Bayorn logo, a Lego. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be very cool. That's going to be very cool. Complete with tunic. Complete with tunic. Fringe. Yeah, it'll be bigger than the fringy the tunic. <laughs> He'll be he'll be a lot bigger than the other. He'll be like he'll be like you know he'll be like the Goblin King Lego was really big, wasn't he? Yeah, you know? yeah, he was big. Well, I said no, and I think this is good because we have a little controversy here, and it's not. And I certainly agree with you. Bayorn is awesome, and I'd love to see him at the Battle of Dol Guldur. And the reason I said no is because I answered so many things last year that was not you know quote unquote canon or wasn't part of the book or that I thought Jenks was going to deviate, and then he ended up not deviating. So I thought, oh, you know, will he do it, will he not do it? Of course, the whole battle of Dol Guldur is one big deviation anyway. I mean, it's all made up anyway, right? Cause so, yeah, well, we don't really know from the book what really happened. I mean, Bayorn no, could have no. been there, couldn't he? Yeah, so, yeah he could have been. Yes, and I could, I could see the logic of having him be there, but I said no. So I'm going to, I'll, you know, I said no, and I'll, I'll, I'll stay with it. And I'm just stick to your guns. Yeah. My guns, but but I could definitely see him. I mean, frankly, to tell you the truth, I I kind of like to see him there. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be awesome. He could uh, he could take on one of the ring race or something. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And of course, you know, the thing that I bring up all the time, which I think is probably one of the biggest things I'm going to be curious about for movie two, is 
how much time they're going to be able to give everything. There, I mean, oh yeah, there's, there's so much to cover in movie yeah, two. Well, that's the other thing I was thinking. You know, if if they just have Bayorn in his house, and then you know we leave, and you don't right. see Bayorn again the entire movie, you know, are they, is everybody going to forget about? It? Yeah, until the next movie. That's yeah. kind of a small part for Bayorn. That's why I was thinking maybe they'll. I thought he might be there. So anyway, well, I'm going to stick to it, but I'm not going to be sorry to be wrong about this one because yeah. I would I'd be awesome at the Battle of Dogledore. Um, You know, speaking of which, I mean, I think um, this is probably one I'm going to tee up to the guys for our main episode. But, you know, when is when is movie two going to end? Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people seem to assume that it's going to end with the death of Smaug. And I don't know that that's true. I don't think so. I think they're going to save that for the third movie. I think they are. Sure, they're going yeah. to kick it off. I don't think it'll happen in the beginning of the third movie. I mean, we have seen the photo of Bilbo climbing a mountain of gold. So yeah, think I think I think they're going to get there, and I think Bilbo's going to talk to Smog. Um, and I think maybe it'll end with Smog leaving the mountain, but I don't right. think Bilbo they're going to end it with it because that'll seem like the end of the whole thing. You know, it's going to seem too much like the end. Of the, of right, the, and you notice they don't talk about. I mean, they don't. It's called the desolation of Smaug. It's not Smaug dies. The eyes of Smaug. Yeah. Well, that would kind of give away too much. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the reason that, uh, or or one of the stimuli that had caused Smaug to leave the mountain was Bilbo stole the cup, and he assumes that Bilbo's a lake man or from the lake man anyway. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that certainly could still be the case where he steals the cup. Um, you know, and that could cause Smaug to leave. But I think that's going to be the end. Uh, yeah, I think that that'll probably be where the movie ends. In fact, that's, that's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because you know, if it doesn't with the death of Smaug, there's not that much left for the last movie, no. except the Battle of Five Armies, right. and you can't really have a movie just about one no. battle. So no. I think they're going to end it either, you know, right when they get to Smaug, or you know, right when Bilbo gets in there. Um, or it could end with uh, when Smog first gets upset and and right. starts right starts you know, flying around. The it. other thing too is, is that I I think we're safe in assuming that the Battle of Dolgoldor will happen in in movie two. I mean I know logic is kind of I timing. It, I think it will. I think it will because otherwise, you know, how could Gandalf get up to the Lonely Mountain right. that right. quickly? I, I think so. Also, I don't think I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be splitting between the um, the dwarves being captured and the battle of Gold. Kind of like the two towers. It'll, it'll kind of track the two towers a little yeah. bit. Of a split story. Plus, yeah, you're not going to want to have two battles in the in the third movie. I mean, you're going to want the battle of five armies to basically be the set set piece, or at least the battle set piece for film three. Yeah. And unless you don't have the if you don't have the battle that battle of Dolgodur in film two, you don't have any battle sequences. Well, no, you don't. I mean, I, I mean, we could. The spiders. Yeah, well, and who knows what Jackson could come up with. I mean, we had a battle sequence with Azog at the end of film one, so. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I've completely taken us off course here. Um, and I, I could take us off course more, but I'm not going to. So let's get yeah. back to Dad. Let's talk about Dad here. So the riddle for this one, this is, the name of the episode is Where's Papa? And it's about Thryon. And the riddle, riddle 2.02, is where is Thryon now? That is, in real time in the movie, <laughs> not now now. Um, so our choices are A, he's dead. That's the book answer. Mm-hmm. B, is he's alive and imprisoned in Dol Guldur. C, is he's alive and imprisoned elsewhere. D, he's alive and not a prisoner. And this time we have an E, which is this will not be answered on screen. Which pretty, you know, we, we have to try to cover all of our bases there. That, I think. that pretty much covers everything. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what did you say? I know you said it in the, uh, the original podcast, but what is your answer to that? My answer to that is, let me just go over and remember, because I think Dave and I agreed. Yeah, Dave and I both agreed on B, and Corey answered D. <laughs> you know, I heard the whole Obi-Wan Kenobi thing with that he was talking about at the yeah, end. Yeah, he really talked himself into D, and I that, was like... Yeah, you know, that just, I just don't see that. I don't, I don't see that. That's a little, that's a little too much Yoda, I think. Yeah. (laughs) And I I can't remember Dave's logic, but my, my, other folks, some of the listeners, and we'll, well, I'm sure we'll hear from some of them when we read their input, were kind of like, how can you say he's alive and in prison? You know, how can you say he's alive? He's obviously dead. You know, how else did Gandalf get the key? Well, we already actually talked about this in one of the episodes last year was, we could totally see some kind of a flashback like the eve before or you know not the eve before the before, battle some, yeah so, oh yeah but yep. thousand nobles are where there's like a tent and a gray pilgrim comes into the tent mm-hmm. with ryan says that gandalf i may not survive this battle i want you to have the key you know in the map you know what i mean i mean it that's yeah. totally conceivable could have run into him so on he, the on the way down yeah. to uh moria and exactly. given it to him then yeah right so it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be um from him and Dol Guldur. And I said B as well. I said alive and in prison in Dol Guldur. But I think I think he is going to die, and, and I don't think the filmmakers are going to miss a chance to have him die very dramatically on screen, you know. So I think he's going to – I think he'll die um, in the Battle of Dol Guldur, yes, I do. Um, there is a conundrum for us, which is – Oh, no, I guess he won't. I was going to say, well, the answer is definitely no, so we can't do it. I mean, will Thorin see his father before his father dies? I don't, he's not going to, because he won't be a Dolgoldur. So. He won't be a Dolgoldur. Yeah, he won't. Yeah. He won't. Okay, so. well, never mind. Yeah, I'm thinking that same thing. I'm thinking he's going to still be alive in Dolgoldur. And, there, you know, a couple of things, like, you know, the way that Azog taunted Thor- uh, Thorin at the end of the movie. You know, in that, in that, well, yeah, he said, you uh, I smell the smell of fear, and I smelled it on your father, or something like that. Right. But that right. doesn't say anything. Oh, oh. Ooh, ooh. Oh, oh. Your dog, Let me put on. Doggy doesn't like Azog. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm going to mute myself while you talk. Okay. Uh, yeah, Azog uh, taunts Thorin with the you know that i smell fear and i i smelled the same on on his father or your father of course he's speaking in in orc tongue isn't he uh which means that uh thorin wouldn't have any idea what he was saying unless he was speaking in dwarvish um so but yeah, that's right he was i was right he didn't for some reason i was thinking he was speaking it in like understandable tongue but I well it's it's um it's subtitles yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure how Thorin wouldn't. How how can he be taunting Thorin with that when Thor- Thorin doesn't have any idea what he's saying? <laughs> yeah, Thorin seems to understand, which I don't. I don't get that. Um, but the thing is, he uh, the thing that struck me about it was that he was almost purposefully, uh, in, you know, like not evasive but unclear in in that. You know, yeah, I smelled it on yeah. his but he, so really when did he smell it? Did he smell it at the battle? Did he? Smell yeah, it? exactly. Right. So, I think you still kind of have this possibility that I. I mean, I. 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 Every time I saw the movie and I watched the battle and I watched uh, and I saw you know Azog do that and I think there were some other things that were like pertained to Thryon and I just thought the guy's still alive. Plus, we got Bolg, who's supposed to be the 
uh, head of torture at Dal Guldur. So, you know, this would be like, you know, one of his prime prisoners, I would imagine. Yeah, so I just looked it up uh, on Google, and he was speaking in um, Orkish. So hmm. I don't know how how he, he could be taunting. Why would he bother? <laughs> yeah, why would he say that? I don't know, unless Thorne could read the subtitles. Unless Thorne could read the subtitles, or somehow knows, knows Orkish. I don't get how Thorne would know Orkish, but... Yeah, yeah. Because Thorne seemed to react, although I suppose if when I watch it again, now that I've downloaded it to iTunes and I'm getting the Blu-ray version, I'm a sick puppy. Yeah, um, we'll know. We'll know after we get. Uh, we'll know yeah. after we get the movie and we can watch it over and over again. Well, says, yeah. well, he says, "Okay, here's the quote. Do you smell it? The scent of fear. I remember your father reeked of it. Your father. So does Thorin know the orc tongue? Your father." Yeah, fear. I remember your father reeked of it. And then, and then I swear Thorne like reacted. It seemed like to that statement, but yeah. I have to watch that again and see. Maybe he's just reacting to the fact that he hates this guy and he wants to, you know, do damage, and he doesn't understand what the guy's saying. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I think that's so weird. It's like, why would Azog even say it? In, or you know, why would he even say it if he knows Thorne can't understand what he's saying? Yeah, I don't. Uh... Doesn't make it anywhere near as you know satisfying. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Oh. Doesn't oh, make sense. So one of those things, one of those Jackson things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and and, and uh, so yeah, Corey completely talked himself into this whole alive and not a prisoner. You know that after he, you know, got the after Sauron got the ring from him, he either escaped or was let go. And you know, I think we even discussed the possibility of being kind of a Huron type thing. You know, where he was let go but not really, like Morgoth did to Huron. So he could, you know, he said that he'd be like a wild man of Mirkwood kind of a deal. Mm. And, but, you know, as much as he talked himself into it, and I, I got to say, Corey is definitely a very, um, what's the word, charismatic speaker. Yeah. Persuasive. <laughs> very, very persuasive. I didn't, I, this, this time I couldn't go there. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really see that. I, that's, a, that's bringing a whole lot of stuff in that. Yeah, that I don't. Yeah. I really don't think they're gonna. Bring I mean, him. having him still be alive at Dal Guldur is is already a change. You know what yes. I mean? Having him be alive and not a prisoner would be a huge change. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think he's probably. Um, he might talk about the ring at that point and then die. Right. So, right. Right. That, that would another be my guess. Is, oh, I remember another thing is is that Gandalf was very. You know, people in their comments have said, "Well, Gandalf, you know, gives him the key at Bag End and." Says he got it from his father, uh, and yeah, right. But that's all he says, which to me is very suspicious. He yeah, he says him. nothing else. Right. And Thorin doesn't ask him anything. Thorin doesn't oh, ask him. Anything. He saw my father. When did you see I my know. father? I know. <laughs> Thor- that's so weird. So Thorin's I- like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Thorin's like, oh, hmm, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it is weird. It's like that he wouldn't say my father. What do you mean you got it from my father? When did you get it from my father? Yeah, that was oh, a long time ago. And actually, Armitage says, and how does he know this? You know, actually, uh, in the book, it's a different date. But according to Richard Armitage in an interview that I saw on the OneRing.net today, um, he says that Brian disappeared 100 years ago the day of the unexpected party. Oh, okay. Which I don't know if that's Armitage getting it wrong or Jackson just changed the date. Cause, you I'm know, sure book, Jackson changed well, the date. Yeah. So, but you would think a hundred years, and Gandalf says, "I got it from your father." You'd think he'd say, "What do you mean you got it from my father? When did you get it from my father?" Yeah, exactly. Have you seen father? Is he still alive? You know what I mean? It's like he just 
he doesn't even really react. But I remember thinking to myself in that scene, thinking, okay, this is going to, he's leaving it on purpose, very, he's not, he's like eliding over it because he's going to deal with it in a movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah, some resolution to that. Who, how did Gandalf get the key thing? Yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure. So that kind of leads us to uh, our analyst comment yeah. from Mark, Mark Fisher. The wonderful Mark Fisher, he gets five stars for sending in his comments. So good. let me read good. this. Up. See, I can all read Mark's, and then you get to read the much longer one. Okay. <laughs> so Mark says, following the books, Brian should definitely be dead, if only of old age. He'd be just shy of 300 years old at this point. Since he's already been mentioned, though, he's now a Chekhov's gun or a Chekhov's dwarf, I suppose. He really has to turn up at some point. <laughs> you should probably explain what Chekhov's gun is. I, you know what that is? It's a, I do. That it, 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 Chekhov said if you have a gun laying around, you have to use it at some point. If you mention a gun, you got to use it. You know. So if you mention Thrain, you've got to use him somehow. You can't just drop it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Chekhov's dwarf. I love it. Chekhov's dwarf. <laughs> I can't really see the movies, Mark goes on. I can't really see the movies inventing some new location for him. And since the trailers seem to show him, assuming the crazy old dwarf is Brian, among some among some kind of ruins, I'm going to assume that he's somewhere in the dog door right now. So that's another B. So Mark is in agreement with David. He's in the, he's in the B camp. We yeah. all are so far. We all are, except for Corey. Oh, and also, then, um, I can tell you that American Golden Star... Um, let's see. American Golden Star said A. Did they? They're convinced dead, which actually I think was another fairly common answer, you know, among listeners. The book answer. We didn't get a lot of B's. It was mostly, or a lot of D's, I'm sorry. We got A's and B's. No E's, right? I don't remember saying any E's or C's. No E's. Okay. Well, you actually, why don't you go ahead, because you've got the listener list here, right? Okay, well, we have uh, from Tony, who says, A, he's dead. Gandalf says that he got the map and key from Thrain, which means that he met Thrain and knows his fate. If Thrain were now alive and Gandalf knew that, it would prevent Thorin from being able to inherit the throne of the king under the mountain. That's kind of a big piece of information that Gandalf would need to tell Thorin. Since he doesn't, then there's nothing in terms of inheritance standing between Thorin and becoming king. There is that dragon, though. Well, that's kind of what you and I just talked about in terms of the fact that Thorin doesn't even, you know, Say he doesn't even react. Yeah. It's kind of like, because, yeah, you're right, because if Thorin is still alive, that means he's not coming out of the mountain. It's mean his yeah. father really is. I think so, it, Thorin must believe that his father is dead. Yeah. He must believe that. Yeah. So. But, again, you know, this is one of the ones that I was talking about, which is Gandalf says he's got the map and key from Thorin, which means he met Thorin and knows his fate. Well, no, not necessarily. Not if he got the key and map before the Battle of Azanobazar, which I think, given... Jackson's time compression is completely believable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Falling says, be alive and imprisoned. I would say at the very least, Dol Guldur, imprisoned or wandering. Here's my guess on how it will play out. Radagast's info got shut down by Saruman and Elrond, and that basically nixes any Dol Guldur foray as things currently stand. The book reason for Gandalf leaving doesn't stand, planned all along to leave before Mirkwood. Gandalf needs an urgent reason to leave the group. I suspect, then, that the state of Mirkwood is what is going to send Gandalf down south, either as soon as they hit Mirkwood or else after traveling for a certain amount of time. Gandalf then goes hurrying south to Dol Guldur, runs into Thrain, either a wandering mad dwarf or imprisoned. I don't know what exactly Thrain will impart to Gandalf, but I think then Gandalf will be truly alarmed at what he finds there, and the White Council will regather. 
If the dragon is not killed in the second, then the white cancel battle will be the climactic battle. If the dragon is killed in the second, then it will probably intercut it like Helm's Deep and the Ents. There's some really good points in here. You know, the point about the book reason for Gandalf leaving doesn't stand in the movie. I agree with that. I agree with that. Oh. You know, I, I don't recall. He has not said, and I can't imagine Gandalf bringing up you know, in movie two, oh, by the way, I always plan to leave. I mean, he's ne- he never mentioned it in movie one at all. Well, that could be just the element of surprise, because he doesn't mention it really until they're on the Karak. Oh, in the book? Yeah. They don't? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't believe so. Oh, by the um, way, I was, I was going to leave anyway. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't say that, although he does call it like your party and your excursion right. and, you know, we need we need 14 people, and Gandalf is the, uh, is the uh, 15th, right? right? Am I counting right? right? Yeah. Yeah, 13 dwarves, right? Yeah, yeah, but I do get this. You know, leading urgently is a reason to leave the group. I mean, I could see it coming up as an unexpected, like, oh, I must, you know, big emergency must go to Dol Guldur now kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, Radagast would show back up again and say, oh, my God, you've got to come with me now. Yeah, where will the White Council gather, I wonder, if he's already in Mirkwood? Uh, will they get well, you know, and that's been the other question, you know, I mean, because we've got Hugo Weaving claiming he's not in the movie anymore. And, you know, we've got, I think, Christopher Lee, same thing. You know, he was stuck in London because of his health. And so, you know, he, he's not really going to be doing, you know, is he going to really be doing anything action-wise? And then, you know, the third thing there is, can we trust what they say? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well know, the Elrond. Thoughts, man, the Galadriel, no Galadriel will be there because Philippa Boyan said that Galadriel kicks butt in the Battle of Belgium. Well, yeah, because, you know, and also she said to Gandalf, um, you know, if uh, if you need if me, ever, if you need me, call me or telepathically call me or whistle. I will you know whistle. and I will <laughs> mysteriously reappear. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, well let's go on. Uh, Murray alive but not a prisoner. Uh, once the ring was taken from him, the necromancer no longer cared about him. As for how Thrain's being alive is learned. Radagast would seem a more likely candidate than Bayorn to have become aware of him wandering near Dol Guldur and alert Gandalf. So that's actually an E, or no, a D, alive but not a prisoner. Yeah, alive yeah. but not a prisoner. That's, so, that's a Corey yeah. Olsen. Answer. Yep. So, yeah. Murray, you're a suck-up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's. I think this was part of sort of the logic Corey was using, you know, that the ring's take, been taken from him, and now the necromancer basically just lets him... I don't see Thran having a lot of screen time, which is why yeah. I think he's going to be a prisoner. You know, I mean, I don't see him. Um, I don't see him. T- there's just going to be so much. I don't see him taking a lot of time, although we do have that battle scene or whatever it is between yeah, whatever that is. But I still think that could be I mean, that could literally right before right before the guy expires. You know what I mean? It may be his last burst of energy before. I mean, I'm I'm I there's no reason in my mind why Jackson wouldn't still reenact some sort exactly. of version of the book, even yeah. though it's now, you know, even though the timeline's different. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking, that it's going to yeah. that it's going to follow the book a little more. Right. So. Right. 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 Okay, now we'll go on. Hamfast says, A, dead, having previously been a prisoner in Dol Guldur. At no point during the film does Gandalf imply he hasn't been to Dol Guldur in the past. I think he met Thrain there prior to the unexpected party for the following reasons. 
Gandalf talks about the woodsman telling him about the necromancer, an idea he dismissed prior to Radagast showing him the Morgul blade. This implies he's had some interest in Dol Guldur for a while. Boyens has said that the scene with Gandalf, the Philippa Boyens he's talking about, has seen that yeah. has said that the scene with Gandalf getting the key from Thrain were cut from the first film, that we'll be seeing them in Desolation of Smog, and that they will involve torture. Oh well, I didn't. I actually didn't know that. So, I did know that they'd moved the scene, but I didn't know they involved torture. So, Bolg is described as the t- the chief torturer in Dol Guldur. Right. I think Gandalf went to Dol Guldur to investigate in the past, but the necromancer has hidden from him through fear that being detected will lead to a White Council attack before he's regained his strength. However, in hiding, he overlooked Thrain, who escaped and encountered Gandalf there. Gandalf failing to mention this in the unexpected party could be explained by the fact that he doesn't want Thorin to be distracted from the quest and the dragon by Dol Guldur. I don't know. I don't know. There's I don't a know. lot there. There's a lot of, you know, not addressed. And that's just not, that's not normally how an American movie maker does stuff, especially yeah. this kind of movie. And I, I think that if Gandalf knew about Thrain, he would have said something. And, and the necromancer, he would have, he would have been, if he had actually been down there, I don't think that right. what was going on could be hidden from him. I mean, well. I can understand if, if Gandalf had been to Dumbledore and, you know, encountered Thrian, who would, had been tortured, and Gandalf would then maybe have assumed it was one of the Nazgul. Well, although they think the Nazgul are in prison. But anyway, it just, he'd have to be alerted about something at Dumbledore. You know what I mean? And, and when he yeah. meets with the White Council or he gets that blade from Radagast, he, he seems to be not you know, not alerted about anything until Radagast says something to him about it. Yes. So, yeah. you know, if he met Thrain who was being tortured in Dogmulder before, I mean, you know, certainly he would have said, well, gee, there's got to be somebody else behind this besides this orc. <laughs> and you'd think he would say something to Thorne. Yeah. I got this from your dad right before he died. Right. You know, right. so not, I got this from Thorne implying, or Thrain implying that, uh, you know, he was, Fine and dandy, the last I saw him, and you just happened to give me this. But you're right, you know, I did. I, I also was unaware of this, the scene with Gandalf getting the key from Thrain were cut from the film, that we'll be seeing them Desolate and Shemong. Now, the one answer I'll have to that is, that could have very well been in Moria, as easily as in Dumbledore, because that's where he got carried off, and car- he was carried into Moria after the battle of Azimilbazar, so that's Gandalf right. could have him someplace else. You know, if that's how he got the key, and... Brian was being tortured, it could have been in Moria and not in Dumbledore. That's right. That's right. So, and then we have a final listener comment from Mark. He says, A, dead. There is no real reason in the movie to have Thrain shown up, to, to have Thrain show up. Thorin is the dwarven hero and heir to Erebor, and Dane of the Iron Hills shows up to assume kingship after Thorin's death. I think he feels that uh, having Thrain there would just add too many complications, and the the line of secession would be wouldn't be so so clear cut. Thorin See, is assuming that he's gonna that he is king under the mountain. Right. I mean, then we're back to Mark Fisher's Chekhov Chekhov's dwarf, right? I mean, the point being that Thrain has been mentioned. There's been sort of some seeds sown in terms of his un, you know unknown destiny. Yeah. And, you know, if you got the if you got the dwarf lying around, or you refer to the dwarf, you got to sh- you know he's got to show up at some point, right? Exactly, he does. <laughs> Although he could show up in flashback too. He could show up in flashback. That's yeah. true. Well, yeah, because Gandalf could say, just like we just said, you know, he could have encountered him in Moria and had the same scene, and he could have passed, you know, died um, 
after giving Gandalf the key and the and the map in Moria. So yeah, that's possible. But I think I think they're going to stick closer to the book and have him have him uh, be a dull Goldor, and uh, he's going to have a a very dramatic death scene. That's what I think. Yeah, I think so too. I do too. I mean, again, you know, the devil's advocate in me says, you know, again, we're up against movie time again. And, you know, I've, the other reason I remember that I stuck with B was because also Bolg, you know, Bolg was supposed to have been this, this central figure in the first movie. I mean, there was a, there was a poster of him that was released, you know, before the, the, you know, three movies were announced. So, Mm -hmm. When there were going to only be two movies, Bolg was a primary bad guy being, you know, marketed in the in the movie posters, and, um, you know, I just have a hard time believing that he would just get cut entirely from the film now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we see him very in a very very short sequence in Azenol Bazaar getting his butt kicked by Dwalin. Yeah, but he doesn't die. He doesn't die in that. You know, you don't see him yeah. dying in that scene. Um, so if he's going to so, be the, the torture of Dal Guldur, he's going to show up on movie two. And, so you think we're going to you think we're, we're going to see some torture for sure? <laughs> I would think so. Well, you know, we've already got Bayorn doing. I think we're already going to see that torture scene, like we said last week. You know, with Bayorn yeah. and, the, and the orc. Oof. Um, now I don't know. You know, hopefully he'll be tasteful. Jackson will be tasteful about it. Tasteful, tasteful torture. But I think we will meet Bull. You know, I think we will meet Bull there. Um, yes, I think we will. Uh, you know, so and then you know who's gonna who's the logical main person for Bold to be torturing is Brian, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I th- I think it makes sense. Okay. Well, do we have a conundrum this week? It's gonna be our conundrum. Let's. Well, why don't we do the? Why don't we do the before the battle? We could do a before and after, I suppose. We could instead of a yes no, the conundrum could be before. You know, did he get the key in map from Brian before or after the battle of Azamalazar? Um, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do. Did uh, did Gandalf get the key from Thrain before or after the Battle of Azanulzabar? Azanulzabar. Azanulzabar. As a as a as a Okay, and then we should answer that this week. This week. Yeah, right? let's answer it. Otherwise, let's poor Ben will be so upset. He will. He will. So I'm gonna say yes. I think that Gandalf got the key after. before. Oh, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've already made a mistake. I'm going to say before. He got the key before the Battle of Aslanulzabar. That, uh, there we go. That on the way down to Moria, he, he, he ran into Gandalf somewhere, not, not in Dolgaldor or even in Mirkwood necessarily, and, uh, and, and gave the key and the map to, uh, there we go. To, like to Gandalf, it. and you know, that, there's also the possibility that Brian actually um, summoned Gandalf. You know, could be, be another. I mean, be. you know what I mean? It's like there's a whole all kinds of possibilities. In so, there. and what do you say? I think I'm going to go with before. Also, I just it just to me seems like a it just I don't know. I mean, just the story that the Jack has told so far, and the way that Gandalf says, "I got it from your father." I just think he, I think it's going to turn out that he got it. Brian gave it to Gandalf for safekeeping prior to the battle. I mean, he, and it makes sense because he wouldn't give it to Thorne because Thorne's going into battle with him. Yeah. So he wanted to give it to somebody who wasn't going to be going into battle, and mm-hmm. Gandalf is the obvious one. So I just think I think that's I, and he wouldn't want to take it on with him into battle. So I, I'm going with A. Yep, I I'm agree. Going with a. I'm going with A. I'm going with before. I'm going with a. <laughs> 
We're both confused. <laughs> so Trish and Laura, both before. Before. All right. Yeah, okay. You know, before after. So this one's a little different. It's not a yes no. It's a before after, but it's still a digital. It's still a digital um, question, which yeah. is what the under are all about. All right. Okay. Great. Okay. Well, this was fun. This was good. So uh, we're caught up. We're up to two point oh two. We're we're gaining on the main episode. We're gaining. Yeah, yes. we will catch up one of these days. Well, Laura, is, it was another slice of heaven talking and talking. Yes, it was very nice. Very nice. And I will. I will let you take us out. All right. Thanks for listening and Godspeed.